Thank you for listening to our podcast. Church at the Well is a community reintroducing Jesus in Vermont through worship, service, creativity, and community. Good morning. How are y'all doing? As Jordan mentioned, today we are beginning a new sermon series at Church at the Well. For the next four weeks, we're entering into the season of Advent. And so we have our Advent wreath here that the Andersons put together. Um, I heard there was some uh, cutting of trees in uh, the forest on their property and some lugging of the trees. From They made the children lug, the, lug these uh, trees up the hill to... Uh, prepare this Advent wreath for us, and so these candles will be lit on the four Sundays as we approach Christmas. Some of y'all are ready. Who of you are ready for Christmas? Some some of you are are like me, and you're like, I I just want, like, right before Christmas, let me know that Christmas is coming, and then I'm ready. Some of you are like Costco in August. You're like, let's just set it up. Let's get going. Let's fast forward time to Christmas already. Um, uh, but this Sunday uh, begins the season of Advent, which is culmin- culminated on Christmas, where we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And so prior to celebrating Christmas, we begin this season where we enter into a time of reflecting in hopeful expectation uh, for the celebration of the birth of Jesus. Now, uh, We're going to be using in our sermon series and our conversations here on Sunday, we're going to be using the lectionary, um, which is a a series of readings through that happens actually all throughout the year in the church calendar that you can kind of Google search lectionary readings and you can kind of get assigned reading if if you don't just like like opening up your Bible and like speak to me, Lord, and like pointing to a verse and hoping that the Spirit would speak to you. The lectionary is a tool that you can use that actually kind of calendars out scripture reading for you. And so rather than come up with a Christmas sermon idea, which is normally what we do, which can be a difficult task for a preacher is coming up with something, a fresh way to tell the Christmas story every year, we're going to be using the lectionary to kind of frame our conversations. And so it's kind of like cheating a little bit. Um, But 2020, 2021 has been hard on all of us, right? So you'll give us some grace. And we also came up with a fantastic title for the series, which is, wait for it, Advent 2021. There you go. Um, But to frame for me why the season of Advent and and why these lectionary verses that we're engaging, uh, why this can be so powerful and important for a church community and for individual um, followers of Jesus as well, I'd first like to share some of the sounds of my life recently. And so I have have a, a sound to play for you right now, this sound one. Okay, well, let's move now into sound two. A little different. A little different, right? Okay. Thanks, Jordan. So that first sound... 
It's the background hum of an airplane engine. Some of y'all recognize that sound? Yeah, probably not many of us. I actually got to hop on an airplane for the first time in 21 months. It was weird. It felt very strange. Um, but then that sound is like, okay, that's a familiar sound. That second sound, a little bit different, a little bit different. Now I have two more sounds for you. Uh, the first sound is a sound most of us have probably been exposed to in the last 24 hours. So we're going to play that first sound. Got one more, one more sound for you guys. different sounds, right? Anyone have any guesses for the first sound? It's the refrigerator. So kind of a fent van, right? It's like that refrigerator buzz. It's a, it's a dull hum. Now, what are, what are some of the differences you noticed between the sounds we listened to or might have heard? Some of the differences. More somber. Yeah, between the the songs, yeah. What was that? Background sounds versus forefront sounds. Machine versus human. Like one is static, it's a dull hum. And maybe like in like a refrigerator buzz or the background noise of an airplane engine, you might have like subtle variations of volume and, and um, frequency, right? But they're hardly perceptible to our ear. And the, the other ones, they have vo there's vocals, right? There's lead and there's harmony and there's drums and there's a beat. And even, even the Andy Menio song got some of our heads nodding. Even us Vermonters, right? The back of the room head nod. Yes. And... Uh, and uh, there, it's like dynamic in range, like they're, like they're subtle, like there's, someone mentioned somber, and then it moves into this almost kind of like angsty, um, angsty quality to it. And so there's like, it's dynamic, there's range, it moves, it flows, it brings you into different places. And this, my brothers and sisters, is, is uh, an analogy for why I think the season of Advent, the church calendar, tools like the lectionary can be powerful in our lives because it's not, it's not just different sounds that make these songs dynamic. It's also time, and it's the organization of time. It's, just, it's the space between the sounds, right? It's the space between 
each drumbeat and the way that things are organized in a manner um, that uh, hopefully moved to Billie Eilish winning record of the year, right? Because that album is fantastic. Um, sometimes our lives can feel a bit like refrigerator buzz. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, our lives can feel a little bit like refrigerator, refrigerator buzz, but we see throughout Scripture that God intends for our lives to be full of rhythm. For example, one of God's first instructions to humanity is that they take Sabbath on the seventh day. Now, this word was given to a group of former slaves who, while enslaved in Egypt, they're forced into seven days a week of hard labor, 24-7, without stopping. And one of the ways God invited this group, God's people, this group of former slaves, into freedom and liberation was to give them rhythm, was to give their lives rhythm, right? Rest on the seventh day. And so instead of a seven, 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 right? They were then invited into a six and one. There was like a beat to it, a rhythm almost. And we see this all throughout scriptures that this rhythm that God was inviting humanity into, it invited them into a, a new reality where their lives were given value outside of what they could work for or produce on their own. And early Christians actually recognized the value of rhythm and seasons in the life of a church community when we, we begin to see kind of like the earliest forms of the church calendar um, begin to form. And, and in our society, we're familiar with holidays, right, when we take the day off. How many of y'all had a big Thanksgiving meal? Yes, I mean, many of us are familiar with taking a, a break for a holiday and breaking up our days in that manner, but the church calendar is actually broken up into seasons, periods of time when we're invited to reflect and meditate on a theme. And these seasons, they help us go deeper and they reflect this dynamic faith that we're invited into rather than uh, the refrigerator buzz that so many of us can experience. And so Advent is the season when we reflect on the birth of Jesus, the light of the world, leading to Christmas, where we celebrate that birth. And with that comes an opportunity to reflect on our longings, our hopes, the sense that not all is as it should be. And Advent is the invitation to begin to hope that a new world is possible uh, in the same way that the birth of Jesus was anticipated to bring about uh, a world in which salvation, grace, and peace are possible, we are invited to reflect on the state of our world, the state of our lives, with a hopeful expectation that God is creating a new world right here in the midst of this one, and that the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus become the good news announcement that God has not yet abandoned this world. Can I get an amen? Now, uh, as, as I mentioned earlier, we, we're using the lectionary as a resource for Advent discussions. And this is a tool used in, in many different Christian traditions. And it's essentially like a reading plan for scripture. And so two of the scriptures, uh, which are read by Colin and Elena, uh, Jeremiah 33 and Psalm 25, were actually from uh, this Sunday's 
uh, lectionary reading. And so we got to participate in that as a church community. Thank you for uh, reading as well. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to the Advent Reader. Um, the Advent Reader is this. It's a, a book that Abby compiled for our church community. So if you see Abby, make sure to thank her. It's an amazing resource. I know a lot of you engaged this last year, and I'm grateful that it's back this year. And this is kind of like a lectionary for our church community, but it's also maybe a little bit more digestible. And so for each day throughout Advent leading to Christmas, if you start today, um, there will be one verse and either a question for you to reflect upon, a practice for you to engage, um, and you can even use this to uh, alongside a journal. Um, is probably how I would recommend utilizing it, to get a journal and use this alongside of it. Um, but you could even just write in the margins if you're like me and you don't always remember to bring your journal wherever you go. Um, but this is an awesome resource. And so these are out on the Connect table in the lobby. I know that a lot of you grabbed these last week, but this begins um, today on the first Sunday of Advent. And so I just wanted to give a quick shout out to this. Um, and uh, these are, are tools for us to use in this season of Advent. As I mentioned, the Advent is this season where we, we are invited to enter into hopeful expectations. That doesn't mean we don't have longings, doesn't mean we don't have heartaches, doesn't mean there isn't ways in which we're reflecting on the state of the world and all that is broken and wrong, but this is a season where we're actually invited not to ignore those things, but to take those things to God in hopeful expectation. And, and, and these become tools for us to use in entering into that, uh, that w one element of the dynamic faith that God is inviting us into. And it's almost like these are just like tools of uh, like learning uh, to play a song, right? Learning how to enter into a specific song. So my daughter, Anaya, 10. She's downstairs right now in the classroom, but she's been teaching herself piano over the course of the pandemic, and she's been learning how to read song sheets, which I cannot do, so she has been teaching herself through using YouTube and things like that, um, and, uh, you know, she wants to learn the Harry Potter theme song. She just kind of Googles it, um, and, and recently she's been learning different Christmas songs, and so I, I heard Oh, come all ye faithful, playing in the living room last night. Uh, Naya was playing for us. And uh, she uses these song sheets, and they're a tool for her. And so this Advent, we are invited again to take our deepest longings and heartaches to God. We're invited into hopeful expectation that God has not yet abandoned the world into one cry, one song, so to speak, for this season. And so we invite God to speak our, to our longings, our heartache, and even to our cynicism as well. And so the lectionary, um, these Advent readers are going to be that for us in this season where we can kind of learn this rhythm of hopeful expectation, a song. And this, this song of Advent is like this song that insists that cynicism, heartache, pain, longing doesn't have the last word in Advent, the Spirit of God brings the harmony of hopeful expectation alongside whatever cry we're also 
bringing to God as well. And so with that, I'd encourage you uh, to use these song sheets during the season because it's, it's one thing for there to be a sermon full of all sorts of teachings and uh, background information and original language and, and history, and it's another thing to sit down at your keyboard, piano, guitar, drums, whatever it might be, and practice and enter into that song of hopeful expectation on your own. And so I'd encourage you. Um, you won't always play the right notes. If you engage this, you might even fumble along. It might be kind of unfamiliar to engage Scripture on a daily basis for you. Um, but the hope is, is that as you do so, you will find yourself caught up in this song that we're invited to in the season of Advent of hopeful expectation. So I'm going to read some instructions from the song sheet. Um, but you can actually engage this however you want. You can engage the question or not engage the question um, or find some other ways that you want to use it. But this is what Abby writes in the intro to the reader, which is on the first page as well. But Abby writes this, giving instructions for how we can engage the song sheet. How to imagine the incarnation. How to approach the mystery of God coming to be with his creation in flesh and clothes, laughter and tears, birth and death. Since the fourth century, Christians have been setting aside the weeks leading up to Christmas to enter the wonder of the incarnation and the wonder of Christ's future return at the redemption of all things. This overlapping anticipation is what Advent is about. In your hands, is a map for a journey that points to both waitings. The scriptures are drawn from uh, the Common Revised Lectionary, which you can Google and look up yourself if you want to just use that. As you read them, you'll be joining with believers across denominations and around the world who are on a shared journey, considering the same words, entering into uh, a harmony with others, other followers of Jesus in this season as well. And so with each daily entry, there's a, que a question or a practice designed to help you step more fully into the invitation God has for you in his word. May the grace of God meet you in these scriptures and practices, drawing you deeper into the ancient and unfolding story of salvation. And so this morning... Uh, I'd like to conclude this kind of like intro to Advent rather than jumping into a teaching from the lectionary, jumping into a practice together. And so we're going to engage uh, another one of today's lectionary readings, which is First Thess Thessalonians 3, uh, verses 9 through 13. Um, and we're going to use a, a form of reading through Scripture called Lectio Divina. Um, it's a... a form of reading scripture that was developed in the 6th century. Uh, Benedict of Nursia developed uh, a meditative, a, a contemplative approach to scripture reading called Lectio Divina, which translates uh, divine reading. You're essentially inviting the Spirit of God um, to speak to you as you read scripture. And this, this method prioritizes what God is speaking to us. And so through Lectio Divina, we invite the Holy Spirit into the reading as we move into four uh, distinct directives. And so historically, these directives have been uh, called read, meditate, pray, contemplate. 
um, but I'm, I'm borrowing uh, new words from uh, an author. His name's A.J. Sherrill, who just wrote a book called Being with God. And he um, replaces these terms with maybe more familiar terms, with read, reflect, write, and rest. And so we're going to follow this pathway together um, as a, during a time of, of reflection and practice as a church community. And so I'm going to put First uh, Thessalonians 3 up there. Uh, we're going to engage kind of like a modified, simplified version of this. Um, and then uh, we will share communion together. I'll invite the band up to come up kind of whenever you guys want during this time. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll have a modified shortened version, but uh, typically you would take the four directions, uh, read, reflect, write, and rest. And uh, if you're engaging this on your own at home, you could uh, get your phone out or a timer, or if you're really cool, like one, like an hourglass, um, that's, you know, like five minutes. Um, but you can really kind of modify it to your comfort level and in the, in the time that you set aside uh, for this particular practice. So we're just going to take a couple minutes um, rather than the five that is listed in the instructions here and just uh, get comfortable right now in your seat. Um, if you have a Bible, you can turn to 1 Thessalonians 3 um, and read through 9 through 13. And then if not, we have this up here. Um, and we're going to skip the writing portion of Lectio Divina today. Um, but we're just going to start, um, and I'm going to invite you to slowly read the text three times, slowly. Um, and uh, you're welcome to just, uh, this says you're welcome to do so silently or very quietly. Um, I guess if you want to read out loud, you can, but um, your neighbors might look at you a little bit weird. Um, but yeah, just read through slowly um, the selected text three times. And uh, from then, I'll move us on into a time of reflection. we move on to the next section, uh, reflect, I'd like to invite you to select a word or a phrase that stands out to you, uh, something that the Spirit of God might be sp speaking to you about, or just a word or a phrase in, the, in this verse that jumps out to you. And uh, just reflect upon that one word or that one phrase. Now, if you're practicing this at home, this would be a good time to take some time to write uh, as you wrap up reflecting on that word or phrase. Just write some things about why you selected that word or phrase or why that word or phrase jumped out to you. We're going to skip that right now. We're going to move into rest, um, which will lead us into uh, communion together. And so this... this uh, portion. We're just going to take a couple minutes where um, I invite you to close your eyes, um, remove or try to remove any sort of distracting thought. If, you, if you've, your mind wanders, that's fine. That's not a problem. 
Um, but maybe use that one word or that one uh, phrase that jumped out to you to kind of like bring you back into a place of rest. Suspend all thoughts, sit quietly with God and trust that God knows your worry, knows your anxiety, knows your longings and is acting on your behalf. some instructions for our for time of communion and our closing song. Um, I'm going to read a uh, scripture from Matthew 26 when uh, the Lord's Supper was instituted. Um, I'm going to invite you to take communion, but I'm going to invite you to just kind of like take communion at any point during this last song. Um, we don't have to all take it together at once, um, and just to invite you to remain in that place of rest. Um, and then when you feel ready to do so, to take the bread and the cup um, on your own, um, bringing your longings, your heartaches uh, to God in the hope that in this season of Advent, that the Spirit of God uh, would bring the harmony of hopeful expectation to whatever longing, uh, heartache, pain, uh, awareness of brokenness in our world that you'd like to bring to God today. Um, and so um, I'm going to read the verse. The band is going to pray. Um, and then you're going to be invited to take uh, the bread and the cup at, at whenever you want. Um, and then Jordan will come up and, and dismiss us and give us a, bless us with a benediction. This is uh, Matthew 26, verse 26. While they were eating, Jesus took some bread and after a blessing, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. listening to the official podcast of Church at the Well in Burlington, Vermont. For more information about Church at the Well, including gathering time and location, events, and how you can financially support the podcast, please visit us online at wellchurchvt.com.